Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy. I come to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com. Sharing the gospel. <laughs> with the, harnessing the power of the internet by sharing the gospel to every corner of the earth. Thank you all for joining us today. And we invite you to check out the website for resources we have for new believers and seasoned saints alike. So uh, drop us a line, send us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And if this ministry blesses you in any way, please um, partner with us by clicking the donate now button. And most importantly, share, subscribe, like, um, pushing out the content is the best way uh, that we could um, participate in the kingdom and sharing the gospel and that you could partner with us. And we would be um, very blessed by that. So thank you. Yes, for sure. Oh, I didn't put up our little thing here so people can see. Um, a resurrect ministry right up here. Resurrectministry.com. I know it's down below. It's just a little bit bigger uh, for those of you that can't see very well, like me. <laughs> Yes. It's right down there too. Uh, let's see who's joining us early on. Jan French. Hello, Jan. Hey, Jan. hey you're on early today. Well, maybe because we're early. We're, oh, we're, we're early. on early. It's easier for Jan. Hmm. All right. Then 10 o'clock at night. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that we I feel like we would have learned our lesson by now is not to make, um, you know, a comment or begin a discussion seconds before we go live. Because every time we do, we, we we fall a little short on our on our intro. Yes. So maybe we should stay silent with God. About Good 10, idea. About fifteen seconds before we go live. Yes, and more than fifteen seconds. Because we're busy reading messages from Cindy uh, about her dog <laughs> eating her floor. And sent us a picture. I couldn't even tell what the picture was. I thought it was like some big blob on the. Like a painting she had painted. It reminded me of the uh, ink blots that they uh, give you when you're yeah, like, going through the psych test. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to figure out what that is? Yeah. Like a like, snail. And he's like, no, that's the dog has eaten the floor. <laughs> and I was like, how does the dog eat the floor? Oh, I don't even know how that could happen. Yes. So, yeah. So we were totally distracted. I've seen a dog just about eat everything. You know, there's, there's nothing that a dog won't eat. Yeah, my dog ate the crown molding <laughs> all around the edge of the living room. All right, enough dog talk. Let's get to the devotional uh, uh, for Charles Spurgeon, morning by morning, uh, for May 20th. And the reference is Psalm 17, 7. Yes. That says, the wonder of your great love. Amen. Uh, from the pen of Charles Spurgeon is what I'm going to read next. Okay. And it says, when our gifts are truly given from the heart, we have given well, yet most often we fail <laughs> at this. Yep. This is never true of our master and Lord. However, for his gifts are always performed with the love of his heart. We never send, he never sends us cold meat and mere scraps of food from his table of luxury, but dips our very, every morsel in his own dish and seasons each portion with spices of his fragrant affection. When he places the golden expressions of his grace in our hands, he accompanies the gift with such a warm squeeze mm. of our hand with that, with that manner hand that the manner in which he gives is as a precious to us as the gift itself. He enters our house as he carries out his acts of kindness but he does not enter as some rich, unfriendly guest entering a poor man's lowly cottage. No, he sits by our side, never looking down on our poverty 
or criticizing our weaknesses. Beloved, he smiles as he speaks. What golden words flow from his gracious lips. What affectionate embraces he gives us. If only, if he only had a penny to give, the, the way he gives it would make it as gold. Yet from his abundance, his valuable gifts sit in a golden basket beside his beautiful carriage. And it is impossible to doubt the sincerity of his charity. For the emblem of his heart, bleeding for us, is stamped upon each and every gift. God gives generously to all without finding fault. There is, no, there is not one hint we are a burden to him. Not one cold glance for his poor beneficiaries. He rejoices in his mercies and holds us tightly to himself as he pours out his life for us. There is a fragrance to his exquisite perfume that nothing but his heart could produce and a sweetness to, sweetness to his honeycomb that could never exist unless, unless the very essence of his soul's affection were mixed with it. Oh, the remarkable communion only his heart can produce. May we continually taste and know the blessedness of it. When I think of this, uh, this graciousness that Charles speaks of, I can only think of that he that his his willingness. I think it is uh, of of waiting for me to come around. And not giving up on me. Right. Is a glorious thing. A glorious way of him giving to me. Yes. <laughs> like I would have gotten exhausted of me a long time ago. Like I mean, way early on. Isn't it isn't that amazing? I never would have I never if I was if it was my job to follow somebody in this weight, I would have given up when they were two. Or hit them on the head. <laughs> Like, can you imagine having to follow somebody and you cannot communicate to them uh, and you can't leave? Mm. I mean, can you imagine what you'd want to be throwing at them to stop them? <laughs> <laughs> or cursing under your breath while they're walking. No, I told you not to do that. Don't you know? All right. So everything after that is, uh, you know, just um, icing on the cake. There's, there's, yeah. there's nothing better that he could have given me than that, that gift. What about, what do you think of when you? A couple of things, actually. So I have these very sweet visualizations of walking with um, Jesus and the, and every time I uh, picture myself talking to him and having this conversation, the way in which he speaks is so kind and so gracious, like this devotional describes. And it made me wonder to myself, how did I come to that idea? Like what, uh, and it's actually listening, reading this that makes me believe that those were inspired. I wasn't just mm -hmm. making up those scenarios mm -hmm. because uh, the way in which I perceived Christ was something I could not have learned or known. Um, there are wonderful descriptions of him in the Bible but none of them as soft and loving and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This kind of description is not exactly what we read in the Bible. Of course, he has a wonderful description in the Bible, but this kind of intuitive, uh, this 
you have to have met him in that place, I think, to understand that version of Jesus. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense, folks? <laughs> you are to me because, and I, and I and I don't know if I'm on the same lines, but because you know how we hear different things. Yes. And <laughs> it hit us different ways. But I, I was I was listening to you, but also at the same time thinking about um, my men's Bible study, which is on Saturday mornings at eight o'clock. I don't know why I gave the time. It's almost like it was a show. Yeah. It's not. It's just when we meet. Um, and I had no expectations of what we were going to talk about. But there, there was a moment where um, I had spoken about some difficulties we had recently been going through, um, not sharing too much detail, but, you know, just sharing with them that, you know, it's been very, it's been challenging. But I, I wanted to share that it has been also at the same time, amazing because God has given me so much peace and clarity that each thing um, that we have been faced with, we've been able to tackle through prayer and through the Holy spirit and words that he's given us much like what we talked about last night. Right. The, the part that was interesting is that the, one of the other men that's on the, the um, in, in the Bible study, he was talking about challenges and he was having great difficulty with what had happened to him and his wife. Um, and it was, it was keeping him up, up at night. It was uh, causing him some angst, and, and, and I, I don't want to say depre- that they're depressed in that way, but that they just were having a very difficult really time moving yeah. on. And uh, and so I was able to come back again and say to the man, I almost said his name, um, that that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't know if this is going to speak to you or not, or, and I don't want you, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm talking down to you, but I w- just want to tell you that the, that's where God's grace has come into my life so powerfully that in, in my past, I would hold things in, you know, on the outside, I'll be smiling and everything's fantastic because more of it was about, I, I didn't want people to know that bad things were happening to me uh, because it, it hurt my ego for people to know that bad things are happening because most of the bad things were because of me. But um, even when they weren't, because there was somebody else, I wanted to, in most cases, put on this facade and hold it in, which then would cause me to have uh, other problems. Right. So in talking to the man, I said, you've got to get into prayer. I, I don't know what your prayer life is like, but you need, I, I feel like I'm telling, I need to tell you that you need to pray more often and I need, and you need to be in the word more often and find a devotional, read through the devotional because as um, as you as he probably knew that every devotional, much like us, would reach us where we're at at that in our life at that time, and they it just does. Every time we open it up and read, I go, "Oh my gosh, that's exactly what we needed today. <laughs> that's exactly what I needed for this problem that I have going on in my head." And uh, and I was so grateful for the Holy Spirit giving me that portion of time to share with him because when I got done, he said, "Oh my gosh, I, I really I needed that." Aww. I need, I need to be in, in prayer more often. I need to, to read the Bible and, the, and I need to do it with my wife and we need to do this together. And you're so right. I go, I'm not right. It's, it's Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's that graciousness. It's that love that he gives you. It's, it's right there. He's, he's holding it out almost like the graphic and saying here, take yes. this, this is what you need. No matter what it is, his hands are out there giving you that Whatever it is you need for that day, whether it's water, food, uh, mm. uh, holding your hand, a hug, you know, a kiss on the forehead, um, that his hands are out there giving you whatever he has. 
it, it's abundant. Whatever, whatever you need, he has. Amen. He's give it to you. So it was a, a really good morning this morning. I thought that's great. Yes. I like the way yeah. Sydney describes it too, is that I picture Jesus sitting on the porch side by side with cuddles and love mm. from him, yeah. just sitting in his love. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's a perfect example, Sydney, because it's like that kind of visualization doesn't come from a Bible verse. That's how you know it's it's mm. like inspired. And that's what I think what made uh, Charles Spurgeon such a great writer and poet is that he had those experiences and he's just like, how do I express to you how unbelievably beautiful and glorious this relationship is? And it's people like that, that inspire those of us on the way and on the journey of faith to be like, I want that. And you pursue that and you pursue it in your prayer life. You, you like for me, when I, especially when I go to read the Bible, when I'm, when I'm, when my heart's troubled, I just like, I just hold it. And I'm like, Lord, I just, I just need a touch. I need to hear you. I just need to hear you today. Um, and inevitably without fail, there's peace as he promised. It mm. comes from scripture, you know? Um, but there's just something amazing about, uh, about the sweetness of his character that we learn yep. about him. Another thing you have to be, and I think you'll agree, is um, you have to be, um, you know, we talk about ears to hear, eyes to see, and all that kind of, you, you have to be aware of the times that he, he sends you out the, the, the golden nuggets. Yeah. Because we can miss a golden nugget. Yes. Because so, I think sometimes when we, we do the show, uh, you know, I would love to do the show every night. Um, and I think there was a time we were pretty good at doing it four or five times uh, a week and that kind of stuff. But life is, 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 gets in the way. But even in those times, that, you know, that, that we feel like, oh, we got to try to fit this in. And then, then there's this doubt that the devil puts in our minds. Like, is there anybody listening? Like, are we, is this really Doesn't making, matter. is this really making a difference? You know, I mean, we could just sit in our, lay in our bed and do it ourselves, right. but, uh, but it's, a, but those golden nuggets come through, through the comments that we see here. And we love to hear from all of you. And I think those are the things that, that we like to see that people are tuning in and watching. Those are fantastic. But every so often we also get these messages from somebody like April the other day who sends us messages like when, <laughs> when we, and it's like this long um this so sweet. loving message about when she watches and and yeah. what happens when she watches and that kind of stuff or, or a man emails. will send us an email or something like that yeah um if we weren't understanding that is god telling us that you know what you're doing is is making a difference for my kingdom be faithful servant yes <laughs> be faithful with little yes That's the theme Yes, yeah, keep sharing my word, he says. Yeah. People need to hear it. It, it. It's just so happened that April needed to hear it the other day yeah. or what have you. And I think those are a little, those are times where if we weren't more um, open to it, they're not really looking for it, that we would miss it. But you, yeah, you have to so see true. it. And I think what even uh, Jan was talking about with her walk in Yorba Regional Park, um, seeing God's, uh, seeing yeah. God's present, their presence on these walks. I have to do that too. Uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll always talks about mm. that, that he does his like hikes with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's such a great time. It's such a great time when you're in some form of nature, something that uh, connects you um, 
with God in, in praying it though, in, in that way too. That's, I love that Jan. And Lisa's here. Good evening, Lisa. Oh, and she says it has made a huge difference and helped her on her faith journey, the devotional. Thank you, Lisa. That's so sweet of you to say. And <laughs> she said when she heard my interview with Pastor Jack, she said, I want that. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, that is, uh, as Pastor Jack said, new believers. We have this uh, intensity, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that comes with being new believers. So. Hopefully it's contagious. Yes, for sure. Let's uh, see what the Bible has to say in the scripture. Psalm 17, 7. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes. Show me the wonders of your great love. And see right hand. Hmm. Something significant about the right hand. Does that mean people that are left-handed, there's, they're not with God? No, you save. They're saved with God's right hand, um, not our right hand. Okay. You save by your right hand. Yeah, that was one of something I could talk to left-handed people about. James one five. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. That that part of it too, which Spurgeon also talked about, is doing it without finding fault. That he never finds fault. Oh goodness, we find fault with everyone for everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, even if it's a friend or it is somebody you run into at the grocery store or a vendor, like, can you imagine the level of patience for somebody to describe us as followers of Christ with somebody who finds no fault? <laughs> can you imagine? But that's a great description. That is a great description to aspire to is that people would say, she just never complains. She never finds fault with anyone or anything. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. That's my new goal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it when, um, when uh, we're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I, my, my favorite thing is to, to walk into the room as we're going somewhere and wait. Because I see you looking at me and go, are you going to, are you going to change that shirt? <laughs> Are you, shoes? are you putting on pants <laughs> <laughs> why do i need to put on pants well see now all i need to do is i'll walk in and show you my outfit it's, it's always fantastic and then you can decide <laughs> your level of obligation no i just love it i mean it's my favorite thing because sometimes i already know what the answer is but i just like <laughs> messing with you a little bit it's a it's a fun part of my uh, life uh cindy says this is my Bible study that ministers to me when I'm not leading, but listening and growing. Oh, oh, very good. I love that, Cindy. Thank you. Lisa says the same thing. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see what Jim Ryman has to say on this devotional. He had a lot to say, too. Yeah. Oh, and I one more thing before oh. we go to Jim. It was that um, the kindness. So we talked about uh, the first thing that struck me was that the non-judgmentalness, but also, and this is another aspect of that, but the kindness, the think about some of the difficulty we have in, you know, giving to the homeless and it's not just giving, but just interacting. Um, that's actually one of the biggest transformations I found in myself. I've always been able to give money, but uh, now when I see somebody struggling, um, 
there's for certain people, there's this compassion that comes in me that I have never had before. <laughs> just wanting to know, like, what's your situation? What happened? You know, how'd you get to this place? What, you know, what would make you feel better? Can I pray for you? And this is this part where this virgin says he enters our house as he carries out his acts of kindness, but he doesn't enter as some rich, unfriendly guest into some poor man's cottage. No, he sits by our side, never looking down on our poverty or criticizing our weaknesses. Again, ever being judgmental and always being kind. Wow. Just really quick, that was another discussion I had with the men this morning is that how, how God has changed me slightly, not a lot, but a little bit, that I criticizing people's weaknesses. I, I despise weakness. And it's been hard for me from time to time to, to not criticize for weakness. That's such a good accomplishment. It is. Good. It yes. is. I told him. I told. Him, I go. That's the thing. I. I. Strangers or people. People that, especially people that I love. Oh. Like yeah. any of my kids show weakness. I go. Like, why do you care yeah, what people you, think? Oh. It just drives me crazy that they it's care. Very. Good I go. Hard. Why do you care? And he gets. Very- <laughs> oh my gosh! It, it, it actually it actually makes me almost want to talk to him like I talked to that man at the ballet. Yeah, but it's an Achilles heels Achilles heel of yours. Let me tell you. People. The, the boys your, should not be weak. The women, I get the. It's I, your weakness. I, I allow, I allow, the, I allow the women to be weak, but the men. <laughs> we're gonna get all kinds of emails about that. What I yeah. but I mean, we are to be strong. We're supposed to be courageous, uh, not but to be weak. That, what do you define as weak in a man? Letting people get to you—that's a weakness. We argue about that particular topic quite regularly. In case you didn't know. But that's so funny that I kept criticizing. Uh, but I, I've been much better. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't notice. <laughs> I, I saw you ride our daughter like a camel the other night at dinner. Oh my gosh! Well, so, but you get to, I, I get up to here with it over and over and over again. That's a teenage girl. Oh my gosh. Please. <laughs> you guys help me out here. Somebody, somebody bail me out. Okay, let's go on to Jim. <laughs> you put yourself out there wearing clothes that, you know, and then you're upset that somebody said something to you about it. I said, well, then don't wear those clothes. Are we talking about, uh, I can't remember. I, no, it was, I'm talking about uh, Ray being upset with her friends. The, yeah. the, the whole, th- yeah. you know, yeah. Whole oh yeah. And I said, well, why do you keep hanging out with those friends? Yeah. He but yeah. just gets so. It, oh, I despise, despise it. Yeah. But I have been better. <laughs> and Jim, what a generous example of giving the Lord has exhibited by giving us his son. He who did not spare his son, but gave him up for um, us all. How will he not also? Along with him, graciously give us all things. Yeah, hallelujah. That's amazing. We are indeed commanded to follow his example. For Jesus said, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. The Apostle Paul told us, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, For God loves a cheerful giver. 
And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Mm. Now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. <laughs> and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 11. Dear one, try it yourself. Taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Psalm 34, 8. Isn't that interesting? Taste and see that they would use the uh, verb taste. I wonder what the Hebrew word is. I want to look. A that lot up. of it has to do, I think, what you talk about that we need to have food at our home church. That, that a lot of things are shared oh. with the church through food. Yeah, food. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good one. Yeah. If um, you know people are struggling, uh, they don't have that many new tastes. They have rice. Well, or, and actually, in the Book of Acts, it says that um, specifically to make sure that everybody has food. And to even not to start eating until everybody has food. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's got a couple comments about the teenagers. All right, let's hear it. It's hard to train teenagers not to care about what others think. It's normal growing teenagerhood into adulthood. <laughs> I would tell my kids growing up to hang out with kids who bring you up and not tear you down. Exactly. Forgiveness is one thing, but choosing to be ignorant of how they treat you is another. Right. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. True. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I uh, was reading in this uh, Got Questions, I like to go to Got Questions first. Yeah, time, it's great. Um, is uh, it talks about uh, God's generosity is evidence all around us. God created this planet that is especially suited to sustain us and provide for our needs and pleasures. He supplies us with cool color. Light, sound, air, and the ability to taste and enjoy, hear and appreciate, touch and be satisfied. That's Above nice. all, God demonstrated his generosity when he offered his son as a sacrifice. And then he goes on. But when we talk about all those things, what I was thinking also after I read that is that it's changed throughout the millennial. Like the same needs uh, are not, you know, when he, when he, when Jesus walked earth are oh, not right. the same here. You know, we suddenly needed oil but he provided that oh. he suddenly needed certain types of technology and gave us the ability to create new technologies as yes. we grew um, and we have to make sure and look at all those things as yes. uh, him providing for what it is we need if we really need them not necessarily but as we changed um it the, the things that he w gave us that are natural like Oil the oil, to create, the oil's to, a really good example. Yeah. <laughs> gas, natural gas. Yes. We decided to make stoves and then there's gas. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is wild, isn't it? It is wild, actually. It, and, and so it then brings you to the point of the, the gift of the Bible, the graciousness of the Bible, that it, it is a document that the Old Testament, I know we've, we've had this, it's amazing that there are people that think the Old Testament doesn't, isn't uh, relevant, but um it it still provides knowledge and and um, direction to this day in, in, in the old and the New Testament. 
that is it is something that has been a gift that there's it'll it'll never grow old it'll never be a book that's outdated you don't need a second edition right you know all these other books are asked to be other editions because things change (laughs) and then it has to be fixed yes updated this book no, the only reason it has a New Testament is because it is the, uh, you know, the proof of what was said in the Old Testament. That's the only reason we have it. But it doesn't need a second edition. Oh, you know what? We need to fix this part because of what's happening Fallible today. word of God. Yeah. In spite of what people say at Biola College, <laughs> that horrific university. <laughs> it's not all horrific. That was just a bad professor. <laughs> oh, but I thought that was so cool that I, it, it talks about these things that we need. And then when we needed something more, he, he provided for us. It was just sitting yes. there waiting for us. So cool. Um, yeah, there was something else in here, but I forgot what it was. It was down a little bit further. That uh, God challenges us to be generous. Yeah, well. <laughs> given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's good. Luke 638. You be put you so. Yep. And then beyond that, I think beyond the financial aspects or or you know, tangible things, that it's the um uh the gift of time that we could give people, uh, including our kids, uh, and to other people, just meeting them you know, at a coffee shop oh, or meeting them somewhere and, and listening to what they have to say. I, I would say that the, I'm looking over, that's the computer I use when I'm with the men's Bible study, but it's that time together that we give each other. And that, it, that's a gift that God gives us men and speaks through us so that we can help one another. Absolutely. And it, it would only happen because we gave that time uh, up to be, to be together. Right. Which is so important. Okay. Um, this community we always talk about things on a deeper level and it draws me closer to him and to others thank you well thank you kate that's what we hope to do with our um home church our events at home too is that giving everybody a chance to express what's on their heart and uh it's just it just it's a really cool thing that that we that god's just put that purpose for us Mm -hmm. you know i don't know how many other people uh, that that's really important to him, but I just feel, uh, I don't know. That's very special to me is, is learning from other people and just hearing what they have to say and being able to, um, learn new things as a consequence of it. And to think of things as Kate says, in a deeper way, uh, it adds dimension to, uh, the things I know and believe and think about the Lord. Um, can I just, I, I want to ask you a, a question. Of course. Is it in my getting be embarrassed? No. <laughs> when uh, we met, I was doing this devotional um, to, the, to the ducks in the yes. geese. And when I asked you to join me, what, what were your feelings? I don't know if I ever asked you uh, how you felt about it or were you reluctant? Were you thinking this would be fun or you thought you'd just come on for a couple of times and then you'd, you'd go, you go, you do your, your devotional, Andy. Well, the funny, I think I told you this in bits and pieces that it was prophesied over me by three separate people Mm. that I was supposed to do a show. Um, But when I prayed about it, um, the Lord said, not yet. Oh. Yeah. Because I needed a spiritual covering. They didn't want, he didn't, the Lord did not want me out as a single woman. 
Um, and so my producer, the people who are making my website, um, a bunch of people were like, you need to do a show. You need to do a podcast. You need to get online. And I was like, nope, not yet. And so when you asked me, um, that's, I don't know if you recall, but that's why I agreed so willingly. So mm. I actually agreed quite easily because I believe that that was what the Lord wanted. Oh, very cool. There's I a like backstory. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Lisa saying hi to Kate. And then she said, Lisa asked this question. Andy, what question did you ask to receive that answer? I'm not remembering which one. Yeah. Was remember. it the one that I was talking to the men? Lisa, just remind me and I'll, I'll be more than happy to answer. Yes. I think that's what it. What is it, it that conversation with the men? Or is it something with? else? And Cindy says, right. No update needed. New Testament fulfills the Old Testament. Done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, go, Andy. <laughs> Do you think I'm the first one to come up with that idea that they didn't, didn't need a second edition of the Bible? I don't know. I think I, I think it? I think I might. I think God gave me that. He goes, "Hey, Andy, I'm going to give you something brand new. I've never given anybody else." <laughs> I, I thought about giving it to uh, that, that Graham. What's his first name? Chuck Graham. Jim Graham. What's the pastor that's who's super famous? Frank Linger. Frank. No, his dad. Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Billy Graham's yeah. dead. Though. Yeah, but he never gave that to Billy Graham. Oh. I'm going to have to watch all of Billy Graham's sermons to see if he. Mentioned there you it. go. And uh, Kate thinks you're fabulous. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for all the kind comments, ladies. Yeah. Very, very nice. Oh, got question. What was your question that made you so oh, generosity? What does the Bible say about generosity? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the question. pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does the Bible say about generosity? Just to hear a little bit more wide, other than what just God has to say about generosity. But um, yeah, that's a great, uh, um, a great resource for me. I, I use it a lot. Got questions? Yeah. Do you know anything about it? Is it a? Is it, it is good. Okay. Pastor Dennis it's not referred like, me to them. It's not Mormons or anything like that. No, no, no. Pastor, <laughs> no, no. Pastor Dennis referred me to it. I've done that a few times. I've done some research every so often, and then I see something. Oh, that's really cool. And then I look at the top or the bottom, and it says LDS or something like that. I go, Oh yes. man, gotta be careful of those. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have uh, former family members. I don't know if I have any current family members that are Mormons. I might, but I formerly fam former oh, I family that. members who are very deep, like they're deacons or whatever you call them. Oh, really? Uh, in the Mormon, yeah. Who, what, what cousins? Like what? what Beth's uh, uncle, my ex-wife's oh, uncle. So not your family? No, ex. I, you I, said ex-family. Yeah, okay. ex. Because I was like Mexicans, <laughs> Mormons. Like, oh, yeah, Mexicans are Mormons. Yes, uh, yeah, they're MMs. Mexican Mormons. Yeah, <laughs> MMs. They're MMs. MMs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MMs. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. That's gonna hit me funny now. Right? <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that uh, sooner? Uh, Lisa really likes the whole guy question thing. Yeah. She says she wants to repost the answer on social media. Oh, which here. answer? The scripture? Oh, the light air color. Oh, that that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was also thinking I, I didn't go there, go to this place where I'm going to go right now. But I was thinking about all the other things that God has given us. And, uh, you know, I was thinking like little bunny rabbits, like little bunny rabbits. They're so soft. Like you think like what? Why? Other than the feed coyote. Or, you know, the occasional eagle or hawk that eats the little rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have to be so cute. 
Like he could have given something else, you know, for the the wolf to eat right. or the coyote to eat. But the fact that they're so soft and beautiful, and I, I had does a bunny serve, when I was a kid. Does it serve a purpose? I don't know. That's you what I mean. You never looked it up? You didn't do any? <laughs> no. You didn't go I to just, the bunny encyclopedia? I just feel like God was like, you know what? I'm going to give them little bunnies because because <laughs> little, little kids are going to love them, and they're so soft, and then maybe every so often they can make a coat. You know, out of the, <laughs> I know you use them for experiments. I'm pretty sure he didn't think that we would use them for, you know, make up, makeup experience. Yeah. Oh, Man's heart is deceptively <laughs> wicked. <laughs> and then these colorful fish that you see when you're snorkeling, you know, there's certain fish that you really don't eat them. No. But they look so beautiful when you're down there in yes. the water. And they probably, he didn't say, well, I'm going to let them put them in, in aquariums. But you know, you just think of the things that are the flowers that are, you know, that smell so amazing. Why give a flower a smell? Is it to attract bees and birds? Or is it because he wanted to have us to have something like perfume that we can make perfume out of? Like when you really go and think about every little thing that is made, a platypus. I think he gave us a platypus so Jack could use it in his message to talk about how, how God has a sense of humor. <laughs> right? if you really go through all these things like he made a couple of mistakes with mosquitoes you know why why do we use mosquitoes Mos mosquitoes <laughs> why are you looking at me like that because <laughs> you're saying god doesn't make mistakes <laughs> well i just i don't think about these things but it's fantastic yeah just start thinking yeah. about all the stuff that's out there centipedes yeah earwigs yeah, like, like it's just so funny. God is so. Been, he just kept making stuff. He'd probably be sleeping or whatever he does, you know, and think, oh, "I got it. <laughs> let's make, let's make a, let's make an emu." An emu, you know, the angels what? are probably going, "What? what oh, what's, so what's, what's this emu? You don't think it was all made at once? I don't know. Huh? I think every so often he probably just had like, a, you know, what? I haven't made anything in a while." I'm going to make a kangaroo. A kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be a whole new um, uh, species of animals. We're going to call them marsupials. Where they. Marsupial. Marsupials. Yeah, marsupials. Okay. Where they give birth and they keep them in a little pouch. Like he goes, well, why? He goes, I don't know, but I think it'll be so funny. How many, are you, how many of these are you going to go? Oh, to? I could go on forever. I, know you're, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else. Uh, oh, Frank says. It's a glimpse of heaven. <laughs> and look who's on. It's April. Hey, That's April. Nice for to see real, you. real live versus the Memorex version. So did you hear us talk about you in the beginning? Yeah, we were talking about April. Yes. Jan wants to know why, why dinosaurs. And Carrie's hmm. thinking along the same lines as me. It was all made in six days, Andy. Yeah, well, you don't think like Not, a little see, later on. But wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but let's talk about this for a second because this part is kind of interesting. Yeah. If it was all made in six days, we didn't have those creatures walking the earth. So this whole notion that, so not the evolution of uh, apes to human beings, but the evolution of animals. Um, I'm actually not versed in this at all. So is there a biblical notion about animals, the prehistoric animals evolving into like the modern day kangaroo or the modern day fishes or whales or whatever, or God created all of these and then they remain hidden until people discovered them later? Hmm. Did they all roam the earth at once? I don't know. 
Well, the alligators used to be really big, but I think he said, you know, that you guys need to get a little bit smaller because you're taking up too much room. So he made everything a little bit smaller. The dinosaurs are <laughs> gigantic lizards. And he's going, okay, you guys are way too big. I, I, I kind of overdid it with the gigantic dinosaurs. We're going to shrink you down to little lizards. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. That part's interesting. I think God is so powerful. He still could have been molding a few things. Maybe he did create everything in six days, but you know what? I'm going to make a few changes here. That's like when you move into a new house. But did he actually make changes or... He made them to evolve into those changes. Yeah. See, now you're getting into my old yeah. religious beliefs. <laughs> let's 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 reel it back in. <laughs> no, hummingbirds. I'm Cindy it says was, yes. It, it was oh. his his decision to make them evolve. See, that's where you're taking me back. That was my old belief. To take that, uh, oh, do you mean that God couldn't have designed the dinosaur to eventually evolve into the lizard? That, but, that's but not from an ape to a human no. that we know genetically is impossible yes. and just dumb yes but animals oh i don't know folks this is so outside of my outside i of cannot my wait to of... talk to him about it though like it, it would be really fun to but kate hear. says yes i agree in our generosity we receive generosity because we can't outgive god mm -hmm. i saw it in great measure when i needed it most amen yes. that was a, uh, an, an amazing story you told me about her recent hospital uh, hospitalization that all these other things happen <laughs> only only a believer could have this miraculous experience kate described going to the hospital recently as like a spa it was amazing most people go to to hospitals dreading the experience yeah. these horrific tales of what it's like to go to the hospital my dad said you know hospitals are where people die like he didn't <laughs> want to go to the hospital yeah if, he, if it was the worst last place on earth but Kate described this beautiful experience she just had at the hospital. Yeah, well, that that, that doesn't even, happen even at Kaiser. Even said good food. Even said good food, Kate. Only way so. you get good food at a hospital is when somebody brings it in for you. Apparently, no. I think she had good food from the hospital. Hmm. April, so we're just really happy that she's well and feeling April better. April says, shrunken lizards is what I turned into. It's tuned into. <laughs> oh, tuned into. <laughs> Take my glasses off. Yeah, well, April, we're just trying to figure out God's plan in terms of the animals. Well, it, it started with Andy reading from gotquestions.org about God's generosity and all the things that God created. Then he went, he started to go through a litany of animals that he thought served no other purpose than um, humoring God. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Or our pleasure. He wanted or to give our us pleasure. Bunny, bunny rabbits. He gave us furry bunny rabbits to yes. make our kids happy. Yes. And then we got into, well, did all the animals come at once? Yeah. And then we got to part about the, hmm. which you caught. Really quick, April, I want to ask a question that's completely unrelated. But do you see that you or your picture doesn't show up? Uh, on mine, too, that does that same thing. We both use StreamYard quite extensively, April and I both. Actually, April is the one who told me about StreamYard, funny enough. Um, why is that happening on a couple of our things? But it's just you and me. Everybody else uh, uh, has an icon like Lisa does here. Lisa says. Yes, you must go to the Creation Museum or look it up online. Explain dinosaurs and kind and Noah's Ark and everything. Oh, oh, OK. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it makes perfect sense we that the it. Creation Museum would have that explanation. It makes no sense that the Creation Museum is in Kentucky. <laughs> well, they needed space for the <laughs> They can't do that in L.A. <laughs> All right. And uh, Carrie says, no, they adapted. There's no evolution. Evolution is a theory that cannot be scientifically right. 
proven. Okay, so adapted. Well, I didn't. I mean, evol evolution. I see. Is there is a, a common definition, mm -hmm. and yes. there's using evolution as a term of art. Right. I have. I, e I have evolved. Yes. Exactly. Mm. I didn't mean it as the, the evolution right. word. I meant it as synonymous with adapted, I changed over time. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So we'll use the word adapted. <laughs> Shrunk and lizards from dinosaurs is beyond Hedia's pay grade. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just that's, this is not something I've ever learned about, thought about ever. Actually, I'm just not an animal lover. So yeah. this is never well, something you love, I'm... You love me. <laughs> You're my, you're my favorite animal. Yes. <laughs> Cindy, well, he makes each of us uniquely one of a kind. We are all human, but he creatively makes each of us. He continues to be creative with each new being. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Oh, my gosh. I'm dead. She's cracking <laughs> up, April. <laughs> she says she can see on her end her oh. icon. Yeah, for yep. some reason, we can't see end. it. That's uh, weird. And Cindy loves Noah's Ark in Kentucky. And Cindy says, yes, things adapt over adapt. time. Adapt. That's a much better word. Okay. Won't use the E word anymore. <laughs> Carrie says kinds like canines. Oh. Mutt, many breeds. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Man is messed up. That That is definitely, um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to try not to go on a, on a too much of a tirade. Okay, because it's 46 minutes. Yes, but if they just would have left the dogs alone, allowed allowed God to take care of the dog thing, they and just and stayed out of it. What, stay out of what? Uh, uh, creating them? these breeds, these nonsense what? breeds that have uh, all kinds of issues. I mean, especially the, the the pug, you know, anything. So the pit bull, uh, you know, that type of breed, the bully breed, had a very strong bite, mm -hmm. just for an example. Uh, and it was specifically bred to be used in a fight to fight with bovine. And they would bet back in the 1700s, 1600s yeah. on how long uh, on how long the fight would last and who would win the bull or the dog. Is a bovine a cow or a pig? It's a cow. Okay. It's a it's a bull or a cow. And so they put it in the ring with a bull. That's how it got the name pit bull in a ring in a pit. Mm -hmm. And then they would bet. And so the dog would bite the, the bull by the snout if he could and then drag it down and then eventually the dog would win. So what happened is they go, well, you know what? The, the breed itself was actually a pretty nice breed. They would use them in farms to, to sit with the children while the, while the adults were out farming the land. This is a true story. <laughs> but the problem was their bites were so strong that they had to figure out a way to reduce the bite. And so they began to modify the breed. And that's how we get these other breeds with the mushed up face. Oh. Um, so that the bite's not so hard. You reduce the size and the strength of the, the bite. How did it end up like smooshing uh, like that? But you create this incredible amount of health problems. Yeah, that poor dog can't breathe. And then you, you look at these other breeds that they took and, and modified, man modified, not God, and we do nothing but mess it up and create. Oh, just uh, as usual. Yeah. Look at what we're doing to fruit. Yeah, just like God. Making cotton candy grapes. and Yeah, just like God sort everything out. So weird you know the marines have that saying is that kill them all let god sort them out mm -hmm. that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about this let god sort things out <laughs> let god invent uh, love animals but my dog has got my last nerve yes poor cindy <laughs> uh i told hedia uh, i put a bunch of videos up on vimeo and i told hedia i said 
tell uh, Cindy that she didn't. She needs to watch my videos. This stuff wouldn't happen. <laughs> she would watch yeah, my videos. I, that's Andy's response now to the kids too. They're like, "You didn't watch the you videos." Didn't watch the videos. And they told me that too. You didn't watch the videos. I was like, I had no interest in learning how to train the dog. So no, I did not watch the videos. Sorry. <laughs> and Lisa says she wants us to take our family to the yes. to the creation museum and see the ark. Yeah, Cindy, that's a lot of people. That's that we need an ark to take the kids to see the ark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric says God made the dog DNA flexible. Yeah, it's mm. so interesting. And Cindy agrees. Breeding has made the dog um, filled with health and temperament yep. problems. Yep, for sure. Roy said, "Train the owner and rehabilitate the dog." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we go to uh, to Europe to buy dogs. The reason being is they're much more careful on the breeding of the dogs. They don't put two dogs together um, that shouldn't be together. Uh, they look at their oh, hips and their shoulders. Uh, they care. Yeah, mm. they, they do a much better job. That's why uh, police departments always go to Europe. Not always. Often go to Europe to, to buy these dogs. Are you going to kick me now? No. <laughs> 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 and one last thing for maple she wants to see the ark too me and too far if you could drive if we could drive we would definitely go that's why you need to get that big motor so home many, and drive so there many, so many plane tickets how long does it take and to get to, to to the ark from here i don't know you want to look it up okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, make sure and go into our description. We have some sponsors. If you would just simply click on the links and go there, we have the ministry in uh, Ecuador, which we love and uh, should follow and, uh, and give when you can. They've gone through some very uh, difficult times, so that would be amazing. Just uh, whatever you can, five bucks, 10 bucks, uh, $10,000, whatever you have in your pocket <laughs> um, and give to the ministry. That would be amazing. All right, anything else, my love? That's it. People are sending us the how long it would take for us to go. Yeah. Yeah, we can't road trip. We can't spend three days in the car with our kids. That'd be that'd be <laughs> ten enough. minutes is a fight. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. Good God bless. Night. Take God care. bless. Bye.